So here we are. We'll get started on another podcast. I am joined. Thought I turned the sound off, but I guess I did. Uh, I am joined by Patrick McFadden, and we are going to talk about some marketing, right? Absolutely. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell everybody uh, who you are. Patrick McFadden. I own a small business marketing firm called Indispensable Marketing. And really, we just develop and install marketing as a process. Mm-hmm. And most of our clients enjoy the ability to watch their in, uh, invisibility increase, mm-hmm. visibility increase, revenue grow, and their phone ring. Awesome. So uh, we're a home inspection company by by nature, right? <laughs> uh, we do this podcast uh, really for, you know, our target audience is real estate. Um, but we also talk about things that's interesting and transfers to any industry, right? Um, and just talk to interesting people, um, whether that's leadership, business development, organizational development, uh, mentoring, team building, communications, all those fun stuffs. But, um, but marketing transcends, right? It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Um, the principles are, are roughly the same no matter what. Um, I was in Florida a few weeks ago, a month ago, last month in September, um, and I gave a marketing strategy uh, presentation to a home inspector mm. conference. And uh, I often tell people, uh, and I said it in the class, there's, there's two things when it comes to marketing that people do wrong. Um, and that's one, when you're really busy, you don't market. Uh, and then when you get really slow, you don't market. <laughs> uh, and here we are in a shifting, uh, once again, I say shifting, uh, it's been shifting a uh, real estate market. And now all the, all the talk is obviously the rates are up. Um, houses, housing prices are up and uh, buyers are down. Right. Uh, and, and everybody's trying to compete for this uh, smaller piece of the pie. And the problem is when everybody was busy, nobody was marketing. Right. And, and uh, the thing with marketing is you start marketing today, you're marketing for future business, right? Absolutely. Um, so let's let's dive into some, some things that you see uh, in, in that world. And thus the need for marketing as a process, yeah. a ongoing, repeatable, systematic process. You know, the things that I see is the feast, that's the feast and famine. Yeah. And uh, it's, and it often we work, when we started working with clients, I call it the launch, grow, amplify uh, maturity model, right? Because you can be in business for 30 years, but your marketing could be at a baby uh, infant stage. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen it so many times. So I always say, what are the things we need to launch? What are the things we need to grow? And then what are the things we need to amplify? And there's certain uh, tactics and strategy elements that need to happen at each stage. Yeah. So, you know, back when things were really a little bit more busier, thing that I saw was it went from I need business to I need people. Right, right, <laughs> right. And so because we approach marketing as a process and there's a systematic way that we do things, we just shift the focus and resources. Mm-hmm. So and say, okay, instead of how do we generate business, how do we use our marketing to generate uh, people Right, pretty much and right. people that can come in and understand the culture. And for us, that starts with the development of marketing as a process. So you, then you can install it as a process. So development means strategy work, but strategy can be so broad. So for us, we've defined it. Who is your ideal customer within the target market? Right. So like we work with small business companies and owners. That's a target market. Within that market is the owner that's a service-based business. Mm-hmm. They've got a growing team. They've got outdated marketing material. Mm-hmm. they got their presence here. Website may not be functioning or may mm-hmm. not be doing the thing. So we got a very specific 
customer within that target market that who we can best serve, who that we know the challenges that they have and know that they value what we bring to the table. Right. And so you, so you identify the ideal customer, then you develop the messaging that's going to attract that ideal customer. Then you, from there you have to understand what's the buying process or some people call it the customer journey for us. We've mapped it out in five stages, awareness, education, sample, purchase, and refer. So what are the ways, so basically you will look at your ideal customer and say, what are the ways that they will become aware of us? What are all the ways that we can generate awareness with this particular yeah. prospect? Because you may only choose three. Sure. But you need to know at least what the options are sure. for how you can get in front of them, get their attention, get found. Then education, because what happens with most small businesses is they go from, Hey, I ran an ad. You found out about me to buy from me. Yeah. Well, I will tell you this little insight. Little education means little price. Sure. Big education means big price. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have an educational process as a small business, you're not going to be profitable because right. the customer that calls you and say, how much? I don't even I don't need to know your credentials. I don't want to know how long you've been in business. I don't want to know where you're located. I don't want to know how many homes you've visited or, you know, how many projects you've done. I just want to know your price. Yeah. What the heck? You don't want me to educate you? <laughs> you don't want to know what's changing the environment. So that little education means little price. Yeah. So you have to have an educational component to weed people out and also to be able to have a premium price. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so you got say, so what are the ways that we're going to educate this customer? For most small businesses, it's the phone, it's the website, it's the first interaction. You have to put a premium on those particular moments and interactions yeah. because those are valuable to your business. Yeah. And that's why the marketing as a process is great because you have a bucket for it, but the tactics may change based off. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have an educational bucket. It may be different from your business to the next business to the next because every business is different, but you need to have an educational bucket. Mm -hmm. Then sample. Another one that's often missed. How can somebody sample your expertise or your product or your service? Is it through a phone call, a consultation, a site visit, yep. a photos of your work, reviews, testimonials? How will somebody sample? I can tell you the biggest sample that happened was during COVID. I, when we interviewed customers of our clients, they would say, I just called to see if people would pick up the phone. Yes. I said, you were sampling them? Yeah, if they picked up the phone, I knew that they would probably. <laughs> and so that was the biggest sample yeah. for COVID that most businesses didn't even understand. Yes. And I was like, you do know people are just calling just to see if you pick up. Yeah, I um. Yeah, we started right before COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Like I started in September um, before COVID. You know, life was good. We were doing, getting traction. COVID happened, lockdowns happened. I thought I made a bad decision in my life, you know? Um, and then things took off. And someone asked me, like, how did you, because they said home inspection is hard to get into, you know, because it's, it's relationships, right? Mm -hmm. um, and how did, you, how did you get so busy so quick? I said, honestly, you just answer the phone. I <laughs> said, so you answer the phone, you show up when you're supposed to show up, and you do what you say you're going to do. It's that simple. Uh, and you know, it's, yeah, just answer the phone. Absolutely. And, and then moving to the purchase side of that, we view purchase totally different. This is actually how we position our clients to be at the top of the market for pricing and for their services. Yep. Once somebody says, yes, I'm willing to become, I'm willing to come on and be onboarded and become a client. How do you onboard them and orchestrate them and make sure that they're going to get the results of yeah. your service? It could be something simple as we're going to do a kickoff meeting. Sure. We're going to do an on-site checklist review, mm -hmm. right? But once they say yes, who do they get access to? And in some organizations, you get access to the service team 
or you get access to the behind the scenes checklist mm-hmm. or things that you just as a prospect, you don't have access to until you say yes. And I make these things available. Yeah. But you have to document that you have to, but most businesses, it's the documentation of the things that they deliver that creates the value of it. Cause yeah. people, if not, you're selling air. Yeah. Most people don't, I hear you, but I need to see it. Yeah. And so the documentation piece is what most small businesses miss. That will take, in fact, that will probably put you in the 90, you're in the 1%. You're not even sure. going to do it the opposite way. Sure. That puts you in the one percenter. They're like, wow, you really showed up. And how do you maximize our services with the questions? Do should ask questions. Mm-hmm. SAQs, what questions you should be asking. Yeah, absolutely. Because you see, you see these, we talk about, you know, in construction terms, right? So, um, I can call and if I want a deck put on and I'll get three different quotes and one's a thousand dollars and one's $10,000. Well, what are you actually getting for that $1,000 versus that $10,000? It may not be that other guy's super expensive. It may be because their scope of work is that much greater, right? Mm -hmm. So you really got to understand what it is and people don't know, you know, I I did a class uh, a couple days ago and I said, Hey, nobody knows what we did yesterday. Nobody knows what we do. Like nobody have has any idea what a home inspection is. You know, not clients, not agents, not home inspectors, right? <laughs> nobody knows what we do. Um, so you have to take that time to to educate people. Uh, so they actually understand what they're getting. So when they call and say, Hey, what's your price? You know <laughs> What you got? Well yeah. yeah. Um, are you on the water? Yeah, are right? you are you near right? hurricane are you near hurricane zone? Right? Is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, what What do you do that's going to justify you being more than the next guy, you know? And um, and most of the time when you call, uh, especially in 2023 where attention spans are, are short, uh, <laughs> um, you have a very, very limited window to to educate that client, right? Yeah. Especially those that just want the price. Um, and it's, it's fascinating to me um, how many people – home inspection forms, right? Um, hey, do you have a website? No, I don't need one because I have Facebook. Or yes, I did it myself. And you go to it and it's www.homeinspector.wix.net dot whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, and it's all homemade uh, mm-hmm. and it's very badly done. Um, or real estate agents. Like, hey, do you have a website? No, I don't need one. You know, it's like, but you do. Or, yeah, my brokers provides one. They just provide that, you know, that little generic page. Um, and it's like, it's it's really important because you, yes, you need Facebook. Yes, you need Instagram. Yes, you need LinkedIn. But those are all just parts of your resume um, that's supposed to drive you to the website that gives that big picture of what it is you do that shows your value and your worth. That way, when they call, they already understand you know, why you're $100 more than the other guy because I can see everything that you do right here before I even call you. Thus, if you make the, your website, if you designate your website as part of your education phase in the buying mm-hmm. process or the journey that somebody's going to take from awareness to education, then you say, okay, well, how do we use our website to shorten the sales cycle? Yeah. What are the questions that we're already getting that we need to add to the website? Yeah. What are the, what are our concerns of our best clients? Yeah. Can we address them right there on the website? Can we have sections for this? Yeah. Can we be the, the informational authority or informational provider of something? Yeah. And that's really where your website does all the work. And I just, why wouldn't you want to control that? Cause you don't control Facebook. You right. can't, 
You you heck, and sometimes you can't even control how stuff shows up. Exactly. You put a link in there, they'll they'll do an automatic. You know. <laughs> so why wouldn't you want to take control of your future? Yep. Which I just saw a quote out there. Right. The best way to predict your future is to create it. Yeah. Your website that you own and control is the best way to predict the pathway that and the way that you position yourself in the market mm-hmm. for what you want to say, what you want to communicate, and the things that you want to be known for. It's because they're getting their, your number from somewhere, right? And most people now, if it's not a direct referral, they're going to Google. So they're clicking on links. Mm-hmm. You know, they just don't get your number from from the trash can uh, and, and call you have no idea who you are or what you do there's there's something somewhere that showed them who you are and so you want to give them that information so uh fascinating we're having this talk right now just finished up uh just skimming the 2023 trust local business trust report mm-hmm. the top three sources or platforms that cu- local customers go to for trusted information Google, Google Maps, <laughs> and your website. It's crazy. And the study said that if you have incorrect information on one of those platforms, 61% of people will not do business with you. Yeah. And I think one of the stats is for reviews, right? Because you go to Google, you get your Google reviews, right? Google reviews, they're superior to Yelp and and all these other platforms, right? Because yep. it's Google. And, and Yelp's a whole other story because I like to hide things and whatever. Uh, but 90% of people trust Google reviews as much, if not more, than a personal recommendation. It's true. How wild is that? So you bring up, uh, you bring up another interesting insight that I want to bring up. The reviews, a lot of people have been sparing this narrative that you get as many reviews as you can because it boosts your rankings. Sure. That's partly, that's partly true. Yeah. It's a conversion factor, mm-hmm. which you just talked about, what people trust reviews. But what most people don't know is you get your first 10. Once you get 10 reviews, you get an enormous increase in rankings. Okay. After 10, you no longer get the same ranking boost from the quantity of reviews. Oh, really? It's the recency. Yes. So somebody will say, well, I got 50 reviews last month. I said, well. That's not going to boost your rankings. Yeah. The last one you got probably did sure. because of the recency, but not the quantity. Yeah. And I was like, you're better off getting that over three months. Yeah. I mean, I mean, over six months than just so it's the recency of reviews. It's called it's actually a term. Review recency mm-hmm. is a factor for increasing your rankings on Google. It, the quality, the quantity comes with a conversion factor. Okay. So when people are like, oh, they got over 50 reviews four star, they yeah. must be good. Yeah. But that has yeah. nothing to do with your rankings. Right. That's the consumer taking on a conversion mindset and saying, oh, okay, they have enough of quantity yeah. that for me, that makes me feel comfortable. Yeah. But most people don't know that. Right. They, they've right. been spearing the, so at 10, so you, I'm not saying just get 10 and stop, <laughs> but what I'm saying is you need to get 10 to get that boost. Uh-huh. After that, you, some people, well, how often should I get them? That's where you got to monitor your competition. Yeah. Yeah. So if if you look at your three closest competitors and you're like, oh, they're getting a review every three months, then you may want to get a review either every other month yep. just to offset it. But we have clients that get a review once every six months. Yeah. And that's all it takes because their industry is just so. It's the way that, yeah. 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 And, and, and like, how do you tell? Because we monitor the rankings. Yeah. We can look and like, ooh, it's starting to dip. When was the last time they got a review? So then we just put a process in place. Mm-hmm. 
we need you to get a review every quarter or once every six months, at least for right now. Right. We'll keep monitoring it. If we notice some other, like, oh, there's the competition starting to get more, then we're going to say, hey. Yeah. But it's just, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it, I didn't know that about the 10. Uh, I've heard about the 50. Like, 50 is like the sample size for people who's going to, yep. like, you know, once you get 50, then it's like, hey, you, your, your phone's, your phone calls should increase because yep. they're, they're, they're trusting now, you know, Absolutely. It's, a, it's a good sample size for how uh, your quality of work and all that stuff. But that tends, tends very interesting. And, um, and I've heard the recency because Google's always changing their SEO, um, strategies, me. right? Yeah. So what worked before may not work tomorrow because they say, well, we don't want that to work anymore. You know, uh, like backlinks, right? Backlinks used to be a big thing. And, and now I guess it's still a thing, but not as much weight is thrown into them. Not as much weight. And the way you get them is a little bit different yeah. now. So people, what's the best backlink strategy? First, get your local citations done or your business directories, yeah. the Yelp, the Facebook, the all your profiles, yep. right? Yeah. Then you go interview and get mentioned and stuff. That's yeah. really the best way to do it. Yeah. Get mentioned in the local news, do interviews like this. And where, relative things, yep. right? Like yeah. I, I can't be on um, – uh, PBRs. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, no. Yeah, as a home inspection company, you know, website being recommended, right? That just doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be relative stuff outside of the news and things like that. You yep. know? Um, yeah. Yeah. But all that stuff, and that helps too with your prominent score. Mm-hmm. So, because, you know, the local SEO, I hate you, but it's based off pretty much proximity, mm-hmm. distance, yep. and then prominence. Yep. And then, so your prominent score has to deal with how, how many review, how many, how much people are talking about you in a positive light mm-hmm. and then how often people are linking back to information or your website. Cause it gives a signal like, Oh, you must be giving out good sources of good things to have so yeah. many, but quality links too. Sure. Cause it, it knows if you're getting a crappy link from somebody yeah. else and all that yeah. stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. but another quick insight, most people don't know if you don't have a 4.0 rating, you're not eligible to show up for top or best searches. Oh, really? If you go to Google right now and say best home inspector, best plumber, mm-hmm. best contractor, only businesses with a 4.0 are eligible. It's a crack to show up yeah, for those like searches. 4.0 is still kind of low. So <laughs> if, if, if you don't have a 4.0, yeah. you, you're missing out on all that business. Yeah. So, and guess that's what? Big. The person that's probably typing in best and top mm-hmm. is probably somebody willing to pay a premium. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. but you're not even eligible. And so I'm like, when we were going to work with businesses, the first thing I say is, I really don't like working with you if you got below a four. Yeah. Because something's going on. And I'll talk with you and try to understand. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, we got to get that up. Well, and some we of these get- businesses have been around 20 years. They got four reviews <laughs> from, you know, 10 years ago. And two of them or three of them are just angry customers, yep. <laughs> right? But they're like, yeah, whatever. I don't need them, you know? Um, so they yeah. just don't, they don't care, you know? But it's, but yeah, when which is great if if you're re, you know referral based and and the oh, economy is wow. good and and life wow. is good and mm-hmm. the phone's ringing, but when the phone stops ringing, and because I, I live in New Kent, right? Mm-hmm. New Kent is second fastest growing county in the state. There's a lot of come here's, right? Yep. I'm a come here, and and now people are going. It's not it's not people who's lived. here. 40 years it's people who lived here for three weeks and Absolutely. hey where's the mechanic at so now they're searching right it's no longer referral based because you don't know anybody so you're, you're doing google searches and if you're not popping up as you're because we are now i said we now 
if we've been a mobile society for a while. Yeah. Nobody is living in the same town for and, and dying in the same town anymore. It's it's you're moving states, cities, you know, and whatnot. So that that stuff's becoming more important. Like fifty years ago, sure. You know, but now and people are willing be, to travel now. Yeah. So somebody will go ten minutes or ten miles yeah. to somebody else where back in the day it was just it was with jobs too, right? Think yeah. about it. The way the jobs was based off putting it in the local newspaper, and the only jobs that you knew about was if it was in the paper. Yeah. You didn't know about a job in Texas or exactly. Philadelphia, or you had no clue. And so it was the same way. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> so the internet opened up all these opportunities yeah. to find businesses, and you would have no clue. You'd be like, well, I only got these 10 job opportunities to look at. <laughs> and then the internet comes, and you're like, I got 50. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and that's, you know, and this is a different rabbit hole, but, um, you know, when I was in the fire department, they talked about how, you know, nobody has loyalty anymore to the department because they're, you know, especially when you went to state retirement, and I can go from this department to that department, keep my retirement, you know, whatever. And it's like, yeah, it's not so much a lack of loyalty versus an abundance of opportunities. And, and that's just the world we live in, you know, because you're right, you know, back in the day, you know, I lived near a DuPont plant. People went to work for DuPont plant. They stayed at DuPont plant for, you know, 40 years, retired and, and loyal to the man. And uh, now it's, yeah, I'll, I'll be here for a year. And then, oh, this plant opened up in Ohio and they're paying me $10 more an hour or whatever. And I'm going to go ahead and go there. Um, 50 years ago, you didn't know that plant existed. And the news <laughs> of that, right? The yeah. news of what people are even being, the news, just think about the news cycle. Yeah. The news used to be 10 minutes or 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Now they do a whole hour of news. Yep. Because they were covering all these different places, so you wouldn't have necessarily known that that place was paying that much, because unless they put it in your actual paper as an yep. ad, you had to buy that space to announce. Like, yes, hot, you did. Yeah. yeah, it was by the word too. <laughs> 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 what words can I cut out? You know, does and a's. Get rid of those. <laughs> now, I, speaking about the digital world that we live in, I think the thing that I'm seeing too that most people are ignoring is just like in the yellow pages, you would be, your right now says 360, but you would probably say I'm AAA or A triple plus yep. or A minus yep. or right home inspection company because when somebody went to the the yellow book, they opened up the home inspection category. If you didn't start with the A's and you were Wayne's home inspection, yep. you didn't get any calls. You're, you're on page three of Google. Abs- <laughs> absolutely. Yep. So the thing that we're doing for most of our clients now, we're actually doing local SEO research mm-hmm. on if they're going to be moving their office, who's how many competitors are in the area, is it an area that we can even dominate with that category, or we're doing research on if them opening up offices, because you can rank with your website. Your website's meant for you to rank anywhere in the world, right. but the Google business profile is meant to be ranked for near me, close right. to me searches. So you're not going to be here in, in Richmond and think that you're going to rank all the way in short pump sure. with your Google business profile. You can rank with your website, yep. but you're not going to rank. So you have to make strategic decisions now, just like in the yellow pages. Mm-hmm. Should we make our name A so we can, when people go, they find us. Should we open up an office here, here, and here? Yeah. So when people do searches like accountant near me or accountant short pump, we have a shot at yep. getting that business from the Google local pack as well as being there with our with our website. Yep. And we're doing a lot of that now when companies are like, yeah, we're about to move. I say, don't 
you can't you no longer can push us to the back. We're the we're at the front of making decisions on hiring keywords. Like you have to bring marketing in on all that now. Yeah. It's like, well, wait a minute. Did you check to see how many people are even in that area? Or or one of the fallacies, um, if you move to a place like Regis or a place would have virtual offices and co-working, let's say there's five companies in there with the same category, Google's going to filter four of them out and only rank one of them because you have the same address and you're within 200 feet of each other. Gotcha. Yeah. So one of the things we do is we evaluate if we do go into this co-working space to have an office, mm-hmm. Do the other providers know or use the category that we want to use? Yeah. If they do, Google allows you to, to use 10 categories. One is primary. The yep. categories determine what you what words, what keywords you show up for. So like if you're a plumber and you have I fix clogs, I do leaks, because you have plumbing as a category, it knows to, it's called relevancy. It knows that you want to show up for those types of gotcha. searchers. So you have to fill out your, your business category too on your Google business profile for the types of things that people search for so that it shows up in terms of that. But if you're, let's say your business is in a place where it's like, well, they got plumber, they got plumber, they got plumber. Maybe we pick emergency plumber. And so we don't compete on the same category. Sure. Now that means we're probably going to be found for emergency plumber more than plumber. Sure. But it's the way that we won't get filtered out. Yeah. And at least we got a shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've never thought about bringing in marketing when you're moving offices, but it totally makes sense. Uh, when so much more traffic is being driven through Google now to find businesses. Because uh, we've noticed uh, we've gotten a lot more business through Google. Because ours is mainly, I won't say mainly, but a lot of it's agent referral. Yeah. Right? You know, agent gets a client. You know, now it's time for the home inspector. I got mine. Here's a list of three, um, you know, whatever. Or do you want to find your own? They're typically, hey, just call your guy, right? Um, but we're finding that we're getting a lot more through Google searches um, and whatnot. So it does make sense. And so we merged with another company uh, almost two years ago now. And this office uh, was a Google My Business listing. And he also had... Uh, his house for Google My Business. That's where he yep. started. Your right? owner, yep, it's your yep. owner. You can do that. Yep. Um, and 360 Home Inspections is actually my address because that's where I started. Yep. I've kept all three. Smart move. Just, just to mm-hmm. uh, even though I'm not feeding reviews in the other two, but they're still when you pop. I look for Chester or whatnot. Yep. You know, we're still popping up. We we have clients that do a lot of acquisitions and, and mergers, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, "Oh, we got nothing. No, 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 no." <laughs> Your business is in Powhatan. There's a this business is in Melothian. Yep. That one's in Richmond. We're keeping them. Yeah. Let's just get them up to ten reviews. Yep. Maybe we get one every six months or one a year. Yep. But I mean, we had, we work with a medical practice in Charlottesville. So most people don't know. Uh, Google has something called practitioner or agent listings for certain businesses. You can have so real estate companies, insurance agencies. Um, medical practices, law firms, mm-hmm. you can have your agency has a profile, which is the, it's called, maybe you do insurance agency. Sure. Now you're found for insurance agency. Each one of your agents can have a profile. So like for a medical, a dental practice we work with, the dental and insurance categories have the most categories of all, and I mean, professions, industries. So we have a dental one that has dental practice, dentists as the practice. Then it's emergency dentists pediatric dentists so we're able to rank because your primary category shows up first yeah 
So if you, back to my plumbing example, mm-hmm. let's say if somebody was in this building and said emergency plumber, because your primary category is emergency plumber, you get rankings over them, even though they have it as a secondary, but their main category is plumber. Yeah. So it, it does, it, your primary category determines if you show up first or not. Yeah. But all your agents and real estate agents, insurance agents and all, you can have individual profiles. You don't, the thing you don't want is to have your pro, you can have them out the same office too, mm-hmm. if you want. Yeah. But as long as you got different categories, you'll show up, you'll dominate different terms. Interesting. Yeah. So, but the thing about it is you don't want to have everybody from the same office verified from the same place yeah. with the same category because then it's going to cause filtering. Right, right. So you need to make sure you have enough. De- like if you're a law firm, but then you you specialize in business, nonprofit, and they have those different categories, you can have each one of your lawyers take one of those different categories because if somebody has a nonprofit age, uh, law firm and their primary category is nonprofit, you're not going to beat them. Right. You're just not going to happen. Right. So you're going to need to have that nonprofit primary category mm-hmm. and keep yours. And so you can have practitioner or agent listings. Yeah, that makes sense. Because when you go, um, you know, look up real estate agents or whatever, like Keller Williams, right? And you'll have a whole bunch of agents claiming that one address. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So it's better for the agent, if they work at home, to claim that address at home if they work there. Uh, yeah, in theory, but yeah. sometimes there's some rules that brokers just say you can't do that. Like if you're going to be, you have to be attached to this address. It's real estate's weird, man. Mm. They got weird rules. Now I will say this too: um, if you can do it, yeah, it's great. Yeah. The other thing too is you, as the owner, need to own that profile, and you're man, you're managing it as part of the overall scope of, you know, and that's a great point (laughs) because jumping off from there, people don't realize that Facebook, Instagram, you don't own that stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, you may have your profile, but what happens when Facebook locks it down? That's everything's gone. Yeah. So yes, you need to own I would say own those Google business profiles because yes. if that person leaves, yep. it's still valuable to you. Maybe you're replacing them and you just need to switch the name and still hold that value exactly. for what it has from a location and proximity. And yep. yeah, it, yeah, to me, you just got to be strategic about it. And then it's, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. The stuff that me and you're talking about, it's the 1%. Most people don't know this stuff. Yeah. And, and they're like, how is it so easy for the come in and dominate? And da-da-da-da. I'm like, very easy if you know what you're doing right right and it's just yeah yeah well and that's where you go into um and one of the things i talk about in the presentation i did is i get on a home inspector i don't get on them because they're irritating but the uh facebook groups for home inspectors and say what's the what's the one thing you did to get business and like man that's just that's a stupid question on facebook right because marketing isn't it can't be summed up in, in a comment um but you'll get people to say well don't do this because it doesn't work don't do that. Don't do Google ads. It's a waste of money. Yeah, it's a waste of money if you don't know what you're doing. Um, and and I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you, if you don't understand Google ads, they'll take your $1,000 in three days. Right? They'll take it in two days. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> if you don't know what you're doing and you get nothing for it, and then you'll be angry and bitter and say Google doesn't work. Um, so you, you've got to know what you're doing in order to get that return on investment. Well, when, I'm, when I'm speaking and I'm on tour sometimes talking, I'll, I'll often say, you know, I compare it to this. You can do the push-up. 
If you don't do it correctly, you don't get the muscle. Exactly. That's and that's what it all comes That's it. the yeah. only that's what it really what it comes down to. Yeah. I did 10 push-ups and it doesn't work. Ah, uh, we got history yeah. saying that push-ups work. Yeah. I'm gonna bet you didn't execute the push-up properly yeah. to get the result. Yep. And that's usually what people end up finding. They're like, I didn't think the digital stuff worked until <laughs> and then and they'll start working with us and they'll be like, they'll say, Well, and I'll say, Well, guess what? You didn't invest anything in it either. Mm-hmm. You don't get corn if you don't plant corn. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. I was like, so because you didn't invest in in it, you're not going to get any yeah. fruit from it. Yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. And some people just don't have the stomach for the longevity because again, this is this is a this is a long game, right? You don't just sign up for Google Ads and and in two weeks, you know, it's all or SEO and mm-hmm. do all those strategies in two weeks. You're you're you know, phone's ringing off the work off the off the hook. It's it's just a it takes time to to get all this stuff straight. Um, you know, one of the things that people don't look at, and this is Facebook, Instagram, Google Ads, wherever, is the analytics. So they're just throwing money at it. Um, but they all have analytics. They all tell you whether or how accurate they are, we can debate that, but they're still there. And and when you do a, a YouTube ad, you know, if we do a YouTube ad for this video or for this podcast, I can see when they're clicking, when they're watching it, what platform they're from. So now I can go in there and, and tailor it to say, hey, I don't need to run this ad at 2 o'clock in the morning because nobody's getting it, but I'm wasting money, you know. Uh, but they don't – nobody looks at that. Uh, or they, if they look at it, they don't really know what they're looking at. That's true. I, I would tell you the biggest tracking tool that we use for most of our clients, call tracking. Oh, yeah. The ability to know where the phone call came from. Mm-hmm. Then the ability to, you know, we, we do call tracking where we place a little message on there that says this call will be recorded for blah, 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 blah. Yeah. To understand the terms, the keywords, the phrases that real customers and how they're trying to describe an issue. Yeah. Taking that, mapping it back to your Google business profile, back to your website, back to your Yelp profile. Man, that's gold. <laughs> so, you know, I, I have this saying now. I said that 99% of messaging is saying what your customers already say, but just yeah. saying it better. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to tell you this quick story. We work with a tree service contractor out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, got referred in by a videographer, and he was like, yeah, I'm trying to get my Google presence. I've been dealing with a national company. Ah. I said, all right, we'll help you. I said, but real quick, I said, real quick, tell me why do you think you get picked over these other tree service and arborists? Oh, I have this special piece of equipment, and we handle the most dangerous tree jobs. I said, oh, I said, I'm going to tell you up front. That's probably not why you've been picked. <laughs> what? I said, what? All tree jobs are dangerous. <laughs> I said, uh, let us go do our research. So I'm going to tell you another little yeah. tip that we do. We go to your Google reviews. Mm-hmm. We mine out not whether they was five star. Right. But what do people say about the experience they had? Uh-huh. And throughout all their reviews, the theme kept coming up. I love this company because they don't put any wheel or tread marks in my yard. They they, they, they don't yep. damage anything. My flower bed was perfectly intact. They clean up before they leave. So <laughs> guess what? We took the homepage of their website, revamped it to what their ideal customers say they value. Yeah. We'll never damage your yard and we'll clean up before we leave. Yep. He said, Patrick, the website submissions are people saying that they got damage. They have a wife with a flower bed. They have a garden and they'll pay anything as long as we don't damage it. Yeah. And he was like, this is amazing. Yep. And I said, it's not amazing. <laughs> this is what your clients value. They don't care about that 500-pound piece of equipment. Oh. I said, but you can tell me what it does, though, so I can better understand. Yeah. He said, oh, it's, it's easy. He said, we sit, he said, basically, we go on the um, 
It sits on the street, reaches over with arms, grabs the tree that they cut, brings it to the middle of the road so we don't leave, so we don't mess up their yard. And I said, well, that's the value of it. Not yeah. that you have the piece of equipment, yeah. but the value. So I said, most of your customers probably spend money on landscaping. He said, yeah, how'd you know? Because they're paying to get because trees they're, cut Absolutely. Because <laughs> they're willing to pay a premium not to have their yard damaged. Yeah, because yeah, that ain't so, cheap. Yeah, so yeah. I said, when you do your site visits, you need to look at the yard. You need to ask questions. They, they built that into their yep. process of how they, uh, when, they when a phone call comes in, Tell us a little bit about your yard. Are you having any landscapers? So now it's built into their whole discovery process yeah. so they can better now talk about, well, I just want to let you know that we don't damage the, the, the Yeah, I saw that on your website. You did? That yeah. means you're educated already. Back to what you said. That's right. They're educated already. And I was very impressed by the images I saw where the yard was left intact and you cleaned up before you left. Come do it for me. Yeah. Make me the hero. My yep. wife charged me with calling a tree company that would not damage her flower bed. Yeah. You made that promise to me. I'm willing to pay anything to be the hero. Mm -hmm. Make me the hero of this story. Are you paying attention to this, Courtney? I need you to fix the website. No, <laughs> 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 yeah, but it, it makes sense because if you go through our reviews, we get a lot of that, you know, professionalism, ease of scheduling, um, you know, great communication, all that stuff. And yep. for us, it's because we, we've automated a lot of stuff, right? So we get, you know, emails go out and the emails, I put a lot of thought in emails that maybe in text messages may be too long, but it's all the things that we get asked, you know? So it's all right there in the email. So you're, you're, you're informed and you know what's going on, all that stuff. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, and it's just, and it's funny because you said why people wanted them and it's, it boils down to customer service. Right. And that's why when we do home inspections, you know, it, it's big on me. Like, hey, show up early, you know, take your shoes off, wear booties. I don't care, but don't wear dirty shoes through somebody's house, you know, carry vacuums with you, yep. make a mess, clean it up. Um, because there's a lot of people who just don't do that. And that all translates in. It's not, you know, because you find more things than the other guy. It's because, you know, you didn't destroy the house. You know, you treated it with respect uh, and whatnot. And, and so you had mentioned something that people got short attention spans. Yeah, they do, but they got attention spans for the problems that they want solved. Yeah. And so yep. this is the beauty about the review thing. It often reveals the real problem that they have with dealing with other companies. So if you were to go and look at your competitor reviews and see what people, the one stars are about and you build your company against what they're doing. Yeah. And you build it in with processes. Yep. See, that's the thing, too. Once you know what it is, like if they say, oh, we love it because you guys always communicate with us. Well, we have a stay in touch process. This is, And you build it and you make it part of your business. Yeah. So people can't just copy your message. They'll yeah. have to copy your process of how right. you. Right. That's where the value of real marketing comes into play. Because now it's not just, what if they copy our messaging? That's fine. On the back end, do they actually have a always in the know stop gap or always in the no call or we're going to keep you updated uh meeting yeah. right they don't haven't built in the things that can live up to the thing that they promise which is when you always go look at their reviews it'll say they didn't do what they said they did yeah. and they're probably <laughs> wondering how you are able to do it yeah. but because they're not in your business they don't know that you have those things as checkpoints as stop gaps as key communication points that you've rebranded mm -hmm to align with the things that they want. So if you look at your reviews and you find that, oh, they value that we communicate, that's probably because others don't. Yeah, now absolutely. you found the problem that will grab their attention. Yep. That's how you build a business 
off the back of understanding the market, attracting who's best for you, and then you let all that work in ecosystem with when they call. It, that's why marketing is truly a process because then sure. your email campaigns are how to avoid the, how to avoid not being in touch. Yeah, that's that's what you post on social media. You post images of always keeping people updated. Yep. You do you post the things that increase your positioning on what you do and what you're known for. And that's a great point for the social media post because you see people all the time uh, and. <laughs> there's other home inspection companies that's been doing it longer. They got more followers and they post just generic stuff and it gets zero engagement. Um, you've got to find what people care about and what keeps them interested, you know? Uh, and once you do that, you start getting that engagement and they, they, you know, for us, it's the stuff we find, right? They yeah. want to see the wild and crazy stuff that we find. So we post it, we make funny captions on it and, and we post it. Um, we post the reviews that we get, you know, because they want to know all those things. Like you said, they want to know what, what's, what's important to them, you know? And if, and if your finished product going back to the tree guy is, um, Hey, you, you yeah, you cut the tree down and there's big old tread marks <laughs> in the yard and that's what you're posting. Um, I'm, that's, that's, I'm not, you're not that guy, but if it's cleaned up and the landscaping looks beautiful and untouched and the tree's gone, then, then you're showing what people care about. You know, through those pictures. And I think the biggest thing that's helped for small businesses is those memes of funny stuff. Yeah. You're going to be, people will pay attention to humor, especially yep. if it ties back to something that you, <laughs> you know, what a tree land, what a what tree landscape or tree uh, arborist go through. And yeah. you see a picture and it's like funny stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. And it it's all available out there now. So it you is. can follow that stuff. And uh, yeah. And it, Here's another little tactic that I want to tell you that most people don't know. So to be found online, it starts with keyword research. That's understanding the keywords and phrases that people search, and you have to vet that. You know, you you get it from all places, and then you got to run it through tools to see what they actually are. So your website SEO has to be done page by page, but sure. each page has a specific use. Yep. So I'm going to talk about just a homepage, just to keep it short. Most people don't think about their homepage as a gateway into their business so people can then pick the route that they want. Right. So when you look at your homepage and there's something called page titles in your page titles, when you hover over the tab and you see a little thing pops up and it'll say, some people say it's home. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want it to ever say home. That means this is a bad, you haven't optimized your website to be found. Gotcha. Your Google business profile ties to your then one of the top ranking factors for your google business profile is the keywords that you place in your page title so you want to make your page title for your home page broad enough to bring people in mm -hmm. so terms like dentist general contractor you don't want to go kitchen con unless that's just your specialty sure but if you offer a vast of services you need to make it as broad as possible to bring them in. Yeah, I'm looking for a dentist. Now I'm in your, oh, you do crowns. Right. You have a crown page. Those what those pages are for. So you actually have to, you have to create a page for every service so you can dedicate your SEO and your keywords to that one page. But you want your keywords for your home page to be broad enough to bring people in. Makes then sense. that's what your individual service pages are for, are there for specific yeah. terms that you just want to rank for. And most people don't know that when you link, because you have to link uh -huh. a website page to your Google business profile. So we're working with a home remodeler, a remodeling contractor yep. in Northern Virginia. 
This year, they launched Christmas light installation services. <laughs> That's a thing these days. What most people don't know is that to rank for Christmas light installation, your primary category has to be Christmas store. Really? We changed their primary category to Christmas store when the season started changing. Linked, changed the link in their profile to the link to the Christmas uh, installation page. Mm-hmm. So Google goes re- goes to read that. They now rank number one and number two for Christmas light installation over Christmas stores <laughs> and places that have already been doing this for years. So <laughs> you have to change your that. primary category, yeah. your primary category and your link tells Google what yeah. you want to rank for. Then those page keywords in your page title all feed Google to say you want to show up for this. Boom. Change it for the season. Yep. And then if they want to rank for another one, if you want to rank for door replacements, mm-hmm. your category has to be door supplier. Interesting. You have to do the research to know what your category needs to be to show up for what keywords. Every keyword has a, a category associated to it. If you don't have that category, you can't show up for that keyword. You don't get the business. You don't get the at bat. That's interesting. That's interesting. Huh. Need you to fix stuff. <laughs> so if someone had thousand dollars, right? I said I need to put this in marketing. Where would you tell them to do it? Is that monthly or that one time? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, let's say monthly. Let's say my monthly budget is thousand dollars marketing. If they're a local business, I'm gonna say uh website and Google my business. Yeah. Hand eighty percent of the traffic goes through Google. It's amazing how many what Google has done. Yeah, how how they monopolize that. You know, I mean, there's there's so many other browsers and and review sites and things like that, and it's just Google. Yep, it's just Google. That that's what I you need because I just explained how your website feeds mm-hmm. Google. So you gotta it's it's a kind of a combo. You gotta get your yeah. website SEO right and the structure of it and all that stuff and visuals and the messaging. Mm-hmm. Then you got to optimize your Google business profile doing, and it just feeds each other feet and and you're just like, wow, this is nuts. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I would invest my thousand dollars into. I would, I would invest the initial amount, whatever I need to do to get the foundation built. Sure. And then after that ongoing services will probably, if I I would spend a thousand dollars on a company that would help ongoing optimization of the website and Google business profile. Mm -hmm. Cause you, all right, I just put this post out on LinkedIn. There's actually free ads on Google. Yeah. If you use your Google posts on your Google business profile. Yes. Yeah. It's like a big old billboard. Yeah. We see more conversions from that than anything. When people look you up, oh, they're offering free estimates or free consultations or free site visits. Boop. Yeah. Hey, I just saw you. I saw it on your post that you, free ads. Didn't think about that. Yeah, that's 100% true. Yeah. So let's talk about Google Ads for a minute. Um, Google Ads is all pay pay per click, right? No, no. There's a new one out. Oh yeah, Google LSA ads. What's that? Local service ads. You only pay for yes. the lead. I've seen that. So is that similar to like Angel's List and nope. Thumbtack? Or is it completely nope. different? Nope, okay. completely different. If somebody calls you and it's a spam bot, doesn't charge you. Okay. You just dispute it. You say, I submit a dispute, and it has all the reasons up there. You can submit a dispute. Not correct. Not a job that we accept. Da-da-da-da-da. They don't charge you. Okay. Only if it's an actual lead, a service that you provide in your geographic area that you can actually fulfill. I'm going to tell you right now, because I got goosebumps. Look. <laughs> 
when paper paper click first came out and mm-hmm. you could buy the word any word you wanted for one cent. Yep. People built million dollar businesses off the back of that. LSA ads is still so new. We got clients going from half million in the service contracting in the service industry, pest control and stuff like that, half million to a million off just the back of LSA ads. Really? You could generate $250,000 in revenue off the back. I know law firms that spend $100,000 a month just on LSA ads. It's like it's the best thing going. The thing is some of the larger companies have been, you know what? The larger companies have been, the rich gets richer. Yeah, yeah. They've been using this for so long. They're like, shucks, a lead cost me. It tells you what a lead is worth up front, 30 to $40 or 50 to, if you're dependent on your industry, laws is like 100 to 150 per lead. And yeah. it will not charge you over that. So if you know your average case and you know what it is, then you know what you need to spend per lead. I'm Right now, this is the time, this is one of those lifetime moments where you only get it, it only comes around in business a couple times. Sure. When Google Ads first came out, mm-hmm. and then now, they have not increased the cost per lead for Google LSA ads, and I'm shocked. Yeah. So while they haven't increased it, take up market share. Yeah. It's, I, I just, all my clients that are local, and then they just wrote it out to medical, we got a chiropractic practice spending a couple grand a month. Just it is the best thing. Yeah. I'm telling you, if you're a local service, I, I tell people about this. And they're just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard of this. <laughs> if you're not, if you're a local business and then it doesn't work for every industry, sure. even though they it's still going through the kinks. Yep, yep. So for certain industries, you try it out. You're like, ah, oh, it's not ready yet. But for other industries, you got to be doing LSA ads over pay-per-click. I would do it. It's, t- it's actually still in traffic from pay-per-click because it's okay, above yeah. the pay-per-click yeah. ads. Okay. It's, it's still in traffic from Google yeah. My Business. I mean, Google Local 3-pack too. Really? Yeah, but we've been tracking that. And studies have come out to say that it's becoming less clicks as those ads keep creeping up there. <laughs> but think about it. If you, get, if you get seen in the LSA ad, you get seen in the 3-pack, and you get seen in the organic, that's three impressions yeah. They're probably going to click you. At that point, absolutely. absolutely. And, and the fact that you only have to pay per lead, not per click, I'm going to be up there all day long yeah. until you yeah. – <laughs> yeah. I'm hanging out there in number one spot. I'm willing – I don't care. Put me up there because I'm only paying for yeah. the lead. Yeah. And that and that's the, the problem with pay-per-click, right? I mean, it's – it's and now you're competing with other people. If you're, if you're in that space by yourself, you know, because yeah. you're in the middle of nowhere, then, you know, it's, you know, five cents a, yeah. a click. But if – you know, because when I first started, there wasn't a lot of home inspectors doing pay-per-click. Uh, so it was very minimal dollars to, to stay on top. And then it changed. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's a dozen home inspectors doing pay for click and you really got to start getting expensive to stay in the top two or three because yep. the top one's always, you know, for us, it's, it's, you know, a national software or whatever yep. for, for home inspectors. Um, and then the next two, you pay enough money, you'll, you'll be one of those. But so what I recommend, if you got a smaller budget, shrink your geographic area yeah say you're willing to spend the most on a lead in this area sure but you got to know your market yeah so you're like listen i don't care what anybody else says i want i'm not going if you spread it out then you're not going to win but if you like you said you're a new kent i'm just making this up i don't care what a new kent lead home inspection league loans is up to a certain point i'm willing to spend x 
Right. I want to. I'm going to shrink my geographic area so that I dominate this. Sort of like our real estates dominate yeah. areas. You just have to do it, and strategically using ads. I recommend that you only use ads in places where you you can't reach from a profile. Like, like I told you, the Google three pack. If your Google business profile is not going to show up in Short Pump, and you have no ability to get an address there either. You probably want to run ads in places where you don't gotcha. have the ability to show up from an organic standpoint. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get showing up twice. Yeah. Right? So because yeah. yeah. it's like no, no point in running ads where you're going to already dominate from a local unless you just want to have that sure. too as a. But strategically, I'm like I'm going to put ads in places where I just can't reach because the limitations of the SEO and the distance and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. What other advice you got for people? Make marketing a process. That's probably yeah. the biggest advice. Um, look at everything has to flow together and sync. You should be communicating with your clients on a consistent basis through email marketing, educational. Here's what you didn't know. Here's what's current in the market. Here are things that are shaking up. Uh, you should be also building up your website so it's an actual tool for your business, not yeah. just a, a brochure, but can it accept requests? Mm -hmm. Can it facilitate? Can it... You know, can it do automations? Can it provide communication? Um, your SEO, your content, is your content local? Are you producing content that's helpful? And like just making it all work together for sure. you. That's the biggest thing that I see. If you if you try to purchase things on a one off basis, and then I like I purchase SEO services. Well, did the <laughs> SEO services cover your Google business profile and your website and are they going to produce content for you? And then did, right. are they going to, so it's like all this stuff has to be flowing together and working. Yeah. If not, essentially you need a partner, not a vendor. Sure. You need somebody looking out that you want to build a real marketing is really now from a vendor, from a, not so, but from a services standpoint mm -hmm. is a relationship game. Sure. You gotta be, you gotta find somebody that you're willing to long term. That's willing. You willing to make the investment in them. They're going to make the investment in you which is why we've built the launch, grow, amplify structure right. from a marketing. So it's like we'll look at your business and say, your marketing and say, oh, you need to be in the launch phase. We have a set fee. We do all the deliverables for that set price because you're at launch. Well, I want to be, you'll get to grow, <laughs> but you're not at grow yet. It's yeah. the, how do you know when we get to grow? Grow is yeah. when people start saying, your requests change. Yeah. You'll start saying, hey, um, we got different things going on now. I'm like, what, what's going on? We want to open up new divisions. We want to dominate new territories. And we need people. Yeah. So I'm like, oh. So now you've gotten to the point now you're starting to, you have the belief of different things. And you're like, I want to start accomplishing. Da, 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 da. I'm like, we're moving away from launch to grow. That's right. And that's how I know when you're moving towards that. Because then the request that we get and the work that we have to do is different. Sure. That's why the pricing structure and the, the tactics of that particular, you still have the same channels, website, content, yeah. SEO. The channels are still there, but the tactical activities that we deploy are totally different because gotcha. now you're at a new, it's like uh, crawl, walk, run. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. So name of your company? Indispensable Marketing. How do people get a hold of you? Indispensable marketing on Google and LinkedIn, Patrick McFadden. I appreciate it, man. This was a wealth of knowledge going down the Google rabbit hole. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate this talk. Too. Yeah, we'll have to do it again. Absolutely. Appreciate it.